0: Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I am Brad Alexander, your host and resident beggar who found bread beyond the veil and wants others to know where to find it. The bread of life, Messiah Yeshua, Christ Jesus. This episode, The Final Countdown. Big shout out to the mad Swede Ingve J. Malmsteen, the guitar virtuoso, An incredible talent. And yeah, over the years, he has had lots of lineup changes in his bands, but by most reports, he's kind of difficult to work with because, well, Ingve loves him some Ingve. He has had some good vocalists over the years, though. I I liked uh, Scott Soto, and then he had Joey Lynn Turner for a little while. Those two guys come to mind. Some good singers with him. His performance with the Japanese Philharmonic Symphony... Oh snickerdoodles, you have got to check that out. If you haven't listened to that or any of that, please do go to YouTube, check that out. It is so impressive. And you may not know this, you probably don't. Ingve was instrumental in my marriage. See what I did there? <laughs> With the Alright. Anyway. No, I, I was wearing a t-shirt from his Marching Out tour, and this striking young lady, in whom I was already interested, said, that man can play. And I said, you know Ingve? And she says, I know Yngwie. And I said, will you marry me? And she said, only if you can get to Guam. I found a way to get to Guam. And the rest, as they say, is history. 32 years at this point, praise God. Yngwie's had like 17 different singers in that same time frame. So, yeah. But hey, seriously, bro, couldn't have done it without you. Thanks. Shout out. Well, maybe I could have. On with the episode, because it ain't about the music, it's about the message, The Final Curtain. Taking a brief break from the seven churches in Revelation, Lord willing, we will complete those very soon. Only got two to go, Philadelphia and Laodicea. And so again, God willing, I trust we will be able to get to those soon. Today, we're going to take a look at the curtain or veil, which was torn in the temple when Messiah was crucified and died. In Matthew 27, 51, we read, And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. This is a dramatic scene and clearly noteworthy. There were two curtains or veils that hung in the temple. One that separated the outer court from the holy place, and the other which separated the holy place from the most holy place, or the holy of holies. So which veil was torn? See, this passage, Mark 15.38, and also Luke 23.45, all use the singular word, veil, or curtain. Now, the brothers over at 119 Ministries have a teaching on this. I think they have a couple of videos on this, and you can check those out. There's some interesting stuff there, and I'm going to expound a little bit further on some of what they shared. Um, There are three witnesses here, right? we've got three of the Gospels, Mark, Luke, and Matthew, and they all use the singular word curtain, not curtains. So, If one singular veil or curtain was torn, which one? The most popular and commonly accepted teaching is that it's the inner veil, the one separating the holy place from the holy of holies. It's commonly stated that this gives us that unfettered access to the holy of holies, nothing separating us from the presence of Yahweh, the Most High God. This is what I was taught from very early on in my faith. I accepted it. I didn't dig too much deeper beyond what I was told. Now, the theory of the inner veil is also attached to the teaching that says the sacrificial system is abolished, as is the law, Torah. The issues with these two doctrines are, well, scriptural. That's the issue. Ezekiel 43-46 through prophesies about the third temple, the temple which is yet to come, and it speaks of sacrifices being offered in that temple. So the sacrificial system is not abolished. Now we know that there is no more sin offering. That is clear through Scripture. Messiah, Yeshua, is the final atoning sacrifice for sin. But there are other sacrifices and offerings. There are peace offerings, fellowship offerings. On the holy days, there are sacrifices and offerings that will again take place in the third temple. And as to the law or Torah being abolished, we've discussed this a few times on this podcast, and we know that that can't be true that the law or Torah have been abolished because it would be clearly contradicting God's word throughout a quick brief study through God's word. And you have to know, well, no, this stuff hasn't been abolished. No, and it also, yes, it would contradict what the word made flesh, Yeshua, Jesus said. He said that he didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So these two doctrines are nullified by the word of Adonai. We cannot declare that the sacrificial system and Torah are abolished without contradicting God's word. But still, was it the inner veil? The veil to the most holy place. In the first temple, that veil hung in front of a wall. There were actually doors that led into the holy of holies. They would go through the veil and then through doors, or the high priest would. In the second temple, the one that stood when Jesus walked the earth, there was not a wall behind the veil, but there was another veil, which would lead one to think the word used in the gospels would then be plural, veils or curtains were torn. But again, the word is singular. Church historians like Josephus and others give some more detailed descriptions of the temple. The outer curtain was just inside the doors affixed to a stone lintel, the top of the doorframe, a stone doorframe. So let's consider the potential of this, of it being the outer curtain or the outer veil, which was torn, that leads to the holy place. In Matthew 27, 51, again, we read, And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. There was an earthquake strong enough to split rocks. Now, there are some extra biblical sources that record some of the other damage from this earthquake, and they state that the stone lentil at the temple doors broke, and that would certainly cause the veil or curtain that was attached to it to tear, to split from top to bottom. Now, we think further about the outer curtain, right? Thinking, what if it was the outer curtain that was torn? What was a common sign for someone who was in mourning? They tore their outer garments. Now let's think of the father, God, the father mourning the death of his son, Jesus, as he was just crucified and tearing his outer garment, that outer curtain or outer veil, who was permitted beyond the outer curtain. We know that only the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies, but who was allowed in beyond the first curtain, the outer curtain? It was the priests, correct? It was the priests, the the priests who would go into the holy Holy Place, and only the high priest, again, would go into the Most Holy Place or Holy of Holies, and he did that once per year. Who is our current high priest according to the scriptures? Jesus, Yeshua, correct? Let's take a look at some scripture. We'll look at Hebrews chapter nine, verse six. Now with these things prepared this way, the priests, Kohanim, do continually enter into the outer tent while completing the services, but into the inner tent, Once a year, the high priest, Kohen Gadol, alone, and not without blood, which he offers for himself and for the unintentional sins of the people. By this, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, makes clear that the way into the holies has not yet been revealed while the first tent is still standing. It is a symbol for the present time. Accordingly, gifts and sacrifices are being offered that cannot make the worshiper perfect with respect to conscience. These relate only to food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body imposed until a time of setting things straight. But when Messiah appeared as high priest. Kohen Gadol, of the good things that have now come, passing through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, he entered into the holies once for all not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Messiah, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Jesus has gone into the holy of holies. He is the eternal high priest. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 20. We have this uh, sorry verse 19. We have this hope of as the anchor of the soul, both firm and steady, a hope that enters the inner place behind the curtain. Yeshua has entered there as a forerunner, On our behalf, having become high priest Kohen Gadol forever, according to the order of Melchizedek, he has gone ahead of us. He is there in the true Holy of Holies. We are not there yet. He is the high priest. So who are we? 1 Peter two nine, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. A royal priesthood. Who went into the holy place past the outer curtain? The priests did. What was in the holy place? You can look it up in Exodus 25 and, and also Exodus 30. The menorah, which burned perpetually. The bowls of incense. The table of showbread. And the utensils that accompanied that table. As priests of the Most High God, at Onai Elohim, what do we do? One, we, we worship. We worship and praise our God and King. And we pray to Him, the Almighty God. Throughout scripture, incense is used as synonymous with worship. And in Revelation, we read the incense is the prayers of the saints. We are to be lights to the world as we follow the light of the world, Messiah Yeshua. Jesus is the light of the world. We are the menorah perpetually burning with his light. And the table of showbread, that's also called... The table of presence, presence as in God's presence. We walk in the presence of God filled with his spirit. Which Paul tells us in Ephesians 1 the Holy Spirit is the earnest payment. It is a deposit of our inheritance. We don't have the complete fullness yet. Jesus has gone ahead of us into the true Holy of Holies. We are not there yet. As we, His priests, His royal priesthood, operate in the holy place, where we have entered him, where that veil has been torn, offering worship, praise, and prayers, illuminating this dark world as a menorah with the light of Christ, walking in his presence because of the broken bread of Messiah's body, empowered to live according to his word as he has called and commanded us. More from Hebrews from chapter 10, starting at verse 19. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh, And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I believe scripture bears out that it was in fact the outer curtain that was torn, allowing us into the holy place as a royal priesthood. Now, some might, might hear this and, and even feel a little bit disappointed. I thought we were in the Holy of Holies. First thing is, please, study to show yourself approved of God. Study it for yourself. But I don't believe this is in any way disappointing. Look, no matter how good and how close we get to God here on earth through Messiah Jesus, nothing can prepare us for what we will experience at the Resurrection. Our minds cannot think or imagine what God has for us when we reign with Yeshua, when he removes that final curtain. Hallelujah. We must take the awesome responsibility Adonai has given us in fulfilling the role of a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah praise you, Father. Thank you, God. Let's take this, take this responsibility seriously. God is so good. When we see what he has done, he is so awesome. And again, just picturing the father mourning and tearing his outer clothing, his outer garment, tearing it at that temple, that we could come in and we could be a part of that priesthood. Hallelujah. Again, study, show yourselves approved of God. We will catch up soon. I appreciate you giving me some of your time. I'm just a beggar who found bread, but man, I want other beggars to know where I found it. The bread of life. Nothing else satisfies eternally, but the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua, Christ Jesus. Okay, brothers and sisters, Let's go out and give them heaven.